0: Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about hearts in rhythm. So this month, in the month of August, we've been doing a connection challenge to connect with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community on a new level. And one of the concepts we talked about is hearts in rhythm, or hearts in training with one another. And I talked about this this story that one of my clients from the gym told me one time about how she studied therapeutic music. And in therapeutic music, they're using music to bring about changes in people's physical body. They'll play a little faster uh, rhythm to the music and the people's heart rate will increase a little bit. They'll slow it down a little bit. The people's heart rate will decrease a little bit. And she talked about one of the studies that she had learned was a um, someone had done some studies that if you just think about somebody, it could be all the way across the world in a different country somewhere. Just thinking about them, that those two people's hearts begin to entrain with one another. They begin to get in rhythm with one another. And so we're going to talk about just a very simple exercise today. Because this week we're working on connecting with the community of people around us. And so one of the ways I think we can do that, just a very simple exercise, is just in your prayer time every day. Just spend, it doesn't take long, just a couple seconds. Thinking about different people in your community. I think of it kind of like a chain reaction. You think about maybe the people closest to you in your inner circle. Just think about them for a second. Think about what they got going on today. Just think about them for a second. Your heart begins to get in rhythm with them. And then you can work out from there. Just chain reactions as people are connected to one another. And I found that as I've done this. There's been times where I've emphasized this more than others. I found that as I've done this. Those people that I was thinking about. Those people that I was praying for. Just bring them up into your mind before God those people that I was thinking about or praying about, just better connection began to happen with them naturally, where you just run into them places, you start working together on projects, you start doing things together. And it all came out of this, just this simple idea, just bringing people up in prayer, just bringing people to mind, your hearts begin to entrain, you begin to get connected with one another. It's a pretty amazing thing. So we're gonna be asking God for insight into this. How we can best be praying for people praying for the other people in our life, how we can just apply this. We're, asking, we're going to be asking for his help to apply this into our lives consistently. Now, some of you might be asking, you know, why are we taking communion every day? Well, communion every day. This started for me about 10 years ago. I had no relationship with God whatsoever, I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. And at the time I was running my personal training gym business and the business got into some tough times. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And shortly after that, I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one, day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two, and then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But to be honest, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. I needed some help in my own life at the time. So I began to to totally seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God in the Bible. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way to live this completely different way to operate my life. where we make him the source. We make him the center of everything. But learning a new way to live wasn't always easy all the time. I I had to change. I had to grow. I had to repent. I had to let go of some old ways and to learn how to walk out this new way of living. And I went through some struggles at times. And I just began to document the things that I was learning, the things that God was taking me through. He began to teach me different ways to think about purpose and health and family, finances, all these different areas of life. I just began to document them all. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important lesson I would want to pass on would be daily communion. Jesus tells us, as often as you do this, remember me. And there's something so powerful about just taking a few moments to remember. Let our hearts entrain with God, get in rhythm with him. Just taking a few moments to remember, especially when we've got busy days, we've got stuff, issues, and problems coming at us today. Just taking a few moments to remember, we've got God with us. We've got this covenant relationship with God. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. It's proving the death that activates and sets in motion all of the benefits God has given us as in this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. How we take communion matters. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and reverence and honor for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through so that we could be connected back to God. We could have this covenant relationship with God. And so the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter 4. And this is a prayer that developed for me over the course of about 8 to 10 years. And this is what I pray daily. It's not the the only prayer I pray, but this is the foundation of the prayers that I use every day. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early. Because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life. If we take it the right way. So let's get to start with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes expand our borders and our territory, expand our capacity to receive all that you've given us in Christ and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Keep your hand, or send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal, and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain through the mighty name of jesus amen all right we're going to go through the other half of prayer and this is our time to examine ourselves are we making today a masterpiece this day today because when it always comes when it all comes down to it it's always called today we're going to walk out our faith this day today with god and masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals and that's where we talk about executing our four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. These are skills that we can develop. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promises, that were promised land, there were some steps and stages along the way. And in a similar way for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps, there's some stages along the way. There's a process we go through. I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we can ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And then it's being willing to move forward with him and his plan for our life. We have to learn to put off our old ways. we got to w- learn to walk out this new way of living. Walking in faith and forgiveness and love and humility. Resting and trusting in him. Allowing his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect timing. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. So our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. One of the most important steps every day, we have to make a decision to stay positioned in the light. When we're in the light, we're walking in faith. We're walking in love. We're walking in forgiveness. We're walking in humility. But one of the greatest shortcuts I've ever found is keep my positioning in the light. Is just be thankful. To walk in thankfulness, to walk in gratitude and praise all day long. No matter what's coming at you today, you can stay positioned in thankfulness and praise. When we get out of thankfulness, we're losing our position in the light. And being in the light is a big deal because when we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. We're stepping into the kingdom of light. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in Christ. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all those good things today. We have access to God's spirit and power, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, purpose and grace, health and energy, time, finances, resources, his presence. It's all available in there. We've got to learn to take our position in that. And think about this. You can have God's peace, not your peace. You can have God's peace. You can have his love, his faith, his joy, his presence flowing through you in your life. That's an amazing gift. So our first step is to get in position to turn on the flow of this. Our second fundamental is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light, and it's going to expand the capacity where God can begin to flow more of all those good things through us. And to magnify the light, very simply, what are you focused on? As you go throughout your day, what are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? What are you rolling over and over in your mind all throughout the day? And I like to imagine two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, i got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings. On the other side, i got a basket full of our praises to God. And we could fill up that one basket with venting and complaining and pouting and getting down. Or we can fill up the basket of praise, praising God for who he is. He's the God of all peace, the God of all joy, the God of all grace, the God of all hope. He's our comforter. He's our healer. He's our provider. He's our righteousness. He's the one who sanctifies us. He's the one who makes us holy. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. Nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify every good thing he's done for us in Christ. He's forgiven our sins. He's released us from darkness, transferred us into the light, poured the spirit of his son into our hearts, shed his love abroad in our hearts, made us new creations, start magnifying those things. Then we can magnify all he's done for us personally in our lives, looking back at all he's done for you personally. And magnifying him helps us to hang on to this and not lose. It helps us to hold fast to it. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing in the face of those issues and problems to magnify the light because we trust he can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. And this is where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because wherever we're positioned, whatever we're magnifying, it's going to begin to produce some symptoms in our bodies. You're going to feel some things in your body. And emotions are one of the greatest gifts God has given us because they give us feedback about our positioning and what our focus is on so that we can make adjustments. When we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, you might find yourself snapping at people, retaliating at people, withholding good things that you need to do, responding in an ungraceful way, falling back into old habits or patterns. On the inside, you'll feel the weight and the heaviness and the pressure and the fear and stress and worry. But when we take our position in the light, there is rest in our soul. And when we rest, God goes to work. And all those good things he put in Christ begin to flow. You'll feel his spirit and his power and his love and his peace and his joy. you feel all those things just
1: begin to flow through you. It's a beautiful thing. And then we've got to learn to turn the tables quickly because sometimes we
0: get off track. Sometimes we get out of position. Sometimes we miss it. And it's learning to recognize those symptoms quickly and turn it back around, get back into the light if we ever get off track. I think it starts with recognizing those symptoms and then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to forgive other people or reconcile with other people, we take those steps. And then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it, see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. And you go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you, everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us and guide us. We've got to stay tuned in to him. And my favorite way to do this is with the journal before bed. And I like to start at the very top with what I call some filters. These filters are just short phrases that I keep rewriting over and over again. To help me stay in rhythm, help me stay in step with God. To help to filter out my decision making throughout the day as well. And so I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? What do I feel like God is leading me in my life? For me personally, that's abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What's the word or vision or direction God gave me for this year? For me personally, it's this year is 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And he's starting to give me some glimpses of this beautiful land this rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ and teaching us to hold fast to it, to possess it and hang on to it and keep it, not let it go. And then I want to bring it down into this month. This month we're working on connection. And specifically this week, I want to bring it down into this week. We're working on connecting with our community as we talk about hearts staying in rhythm with one another. And then I want to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position, and then I like to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? And then I like to just get still and listen for a minute and just ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. It's important to get it out of our heads and onto the paper because it helps us to remember and not forget. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. And that's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. I've learned to stick with our fourth fundamental. What do I know to do today? What do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure everything out, trying to force things to happen. And I was getting out ahead of him. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. Those things begin to pile up on the inside. You get that feeling of overwhelm on the inside. It begins to block your clarity. What do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. Then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, and we get the day started right. And we remember this very important principle, that the first words out of our mouth every morning, it sets the tone for the whole day. And I feel like this is something we can imitate God in. If we look back at the very first words we see God speak in the Bible, let there be light. And so now those are the very first words out of my mouth every morning let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing, it brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with him, we start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. And when we get to that place of confident faith, all the doubt and unbelief removed, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, to bring these good and perfect gifts into our life, things that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and it begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our lives.
1: Let's take communion over this today. Hearts in
0: rhythm. As we just think about one another, we pray for one another, our hearts begin to entrain, our hearts begin to pit in rhythm with one another. This works with God, but this also works in relationship with the other people in our lives that our hearts can begin to entrain and get in rhythm with one another. And so Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help to help us to understand how this concept works, first of all, and why you created it this way. And we're asking for your help that we would consistently implement praying for other people the way that you designed us to, the way you intended us to, that we'll be functioning in this at greater and greater levels from this point on in our lives. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he said, this is my body broken for you.
1: Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember. God sent us his one and only son
0: to die for our sins. He didn't have to send them. He could have left us on our own. But he chose the way of love. He chose to send us his one and only son. His body was broken so that we could be made whole, we could be connected back to God. He makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight all through his one sacrifice. And then God raised him up from the dead and he seated him in heavenly places at his right hand. And he raised us up with him, made us new creations
1: and seated us together with him. Made us one with him. So Father, we thank you for this bread. And all that it represents. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant.
0: In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness, transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new, and gives us this new covenant with God. This blood-sworn oath in the blood of Jesus, that God is with us, he's
1: working for us, he's working for our good. Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. So lately we've talked about the concept in our workouts of the
0: best and the most beautiful. For a while, we talked about making our workouts beautiful, doing every rep in a beautiful, graceful way. And lately, we've talked about combining the principle of the best, bringing your best, making it both the best and the most beautiful, doing your best and making it the most beautiful. And something I'm seeing, just as I've been walking, walking this out, doing this in my workouts, of combining these two things, both the best and the most beautiful, my best effort that I can do reasonably and still make it beautiful. There's a grace that comes upon it. It's like my body, even though I'm working a little harder. I guess it's God, it's God doing the work, and my, my body just feels recovering, like it's recovering so much faster. I don't know how to fully explain it, but there's a grace that seems to come on it when you combine these two things together. But I hope this has been helpful for you today.
1: If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.